ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Monday, May 8th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We are going to open the text line this hour. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. Coming up this hour, we're going to hear from Megan smith Lyon. got up early this morning. They left at 10 a.m., so we had to be over there about at least an hour, hour and a half sooner to go talk to Coach. So I had a chance to spend a few minutes with her. You know, the columnist was there as well. Chuck Landon was there bright and early. So you know it's a big deal going to the Sun Belt Conference Tournament when the columnist shows up and is there asking questions. So uh, we've got her comments uh, heading into this week's Sun Belt Tournament. We'll get those a little bit later on. Also, I don't know if you know this, but I had a brush with fame over the weekend. Or maybe that person had a brush with fame with me. I, I You be the judge on that. I'll tell you more about it. But it's kind of sports-related. It's funny, I think, anyway. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the program. And also, we're going to hear in a few minutes from MRN Radio's Jason Toy. Now, Jason this weekend was covering the race for MRN Radio. And there was an altercation. And Jason was right in the middle of it. Now, I got the information sort of secondhand initially because I wasn't listening to the end of the race. I wasn't watching the uh, the post-race interviews. And so I get the text, hey, did you hear what Jason has on the radio? I'm like, no, what? And it was relayed to me that Jason, the way I got it, Jason got in a fight. I'm like, wait a minute. Jason Toy got into a fight with a racer and it was on the air? So I'm scrambling the internet. I'm trying to find this thing. I want to see my guy, Jason Toy, because Jason is a former Marshall football player. So Jason's going to be a lot bigger than a lot of these drivers. So I'm thinking, oh, wow, Jason's just pummeled some guy on radio. I hope, hope the guy's okay. No, it was he was interviewing Ross Chastain for MRN Radio, and then he got into a fight with Noah Gragson. Jason's going to explain it for us. So he's back in town. We're going to talk to him. I'm looking forward to hearing this story. Just, I found the video, at least some of it. Jason wisely got out of there. He, he didn't want any part of that. I asked for audio. I'm like, Jason, I need your audio. When, what we, he's like, yeah, my, my pack got knocked off. We got, I got bumped off the air during this thing. I'm like, no. Because I don't want the TV audio of them explaining what happened. No, I, I wanted Jason's audio, all of that. I wanted his copy of this. So... I'm going to have him recreate that. I'm looking forward to hearing from him on that. So we'll do that. We'll get your phone calls in again, 304-396-8255, 304-396-8255. Been a busy weekend as far as the transfer portal. Portal giveth, it also taketh away. This time, former Rice quarterback T.J. McMahon committing to Marshall. McMahon last year threw for 2,102 yards, 18 touchdowns, and 14 interceptions. So this is the former Rice quarterback, T.J. McMahon. And he's now going to be with the Thundering Herd. So that quarterback competition is getting a lot interesting, a lot more interesting, don't you think? Didn't I declare a few weeks ago that Cam Fancher was your starter and then Cole Pennington was going to be your backup? I believe I said that. I might have to stick to that, but 
Didn't we do this before we brought in a quarterback from the portal? And it worked for a while, and then we went over to Cam Fancher. Didn't we do this? Quarterback competition is going to be uh, pretty interesting. Also, Marshall adding Central Michigan tight end Cade Conley. He commits to Marshall. And at last count, and I'm sure they're going to be moving some players around, there's going to be some shuffling of players here. Marshall's got eight tight ends on the roster. Do you think that I, I I want a tight end set where the entire offensive line are just tight ends? You got eight of them, right? Eight tight ends. They all can be on the line. And you have to have a running back, so that's nine. You got to have a couple of wideouts, sure. So, um, you know, use one of the tight ends for that. But if we got eight tight ends all on the offensive line, quarterbacks nine, running backs ten, and we'll have one wide out there. That's 11. Or we could do have a we could have a two running back set. That's what I want to see. I want to see eight tight ends. That's I want to see that line. I'm sure there's going to be some position moving and players might go into the you know wide wide receiver position. There might be some you know shuffling depending on what their backgrounds are. So I don't think we have eight tight ends. And of course uh, we're going to touch on some of the things that are happening on social media. Uh, there are reports that um, Marshall' favorite basketball coach, enemy, enemy basketball coach. If you're a Marshall fan, your favorite enemy is Bob Huggins. Um, there were comments made earlier today, uh, according uh, to many media reports, that Bob Huggins made some derogatory comments towards Xavier basketball fans. These are very derogatory comments, and uh, this was uh, earlier today. Uh, He was uh, on WLW out of Cincinnati. So we don't have anything 100% solid from that. I've I've asked to see if uh, maybe we can get a a copy of the interview. But if those allegations are, are true, and I believe they are, I haven't heard the the interview yet, but I wanted to address it because it's going on social media right now. So, yeah, there there are reports that Bob Huggins has made some derogatory comments, and um, if it's true, he's used a and some other media outlets are picking this up now. He used a homophobic slur on seven hundred WLW the big flamethrower radio station out of Cincinnati. So if that's the case, I'm interested to see what the repercussions are and how he will address those repercussions because I'm not saying he's going to be done as the head coach of West Virginia University, but I'm sure there's going to be some repercussions coming down the line for him. So we'll get into all of that, and we'll, of course, get your – Text in 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. When we continue, we're going to talk to Jason Toy from MRN Radio. Jason's going to tell us about what happened over the weekend and how he was involved in one of the biggest stories of NASCAR. It's the only thing that we've been talking about the race at Kansas Speedway, we've only talked about the fight. 
In hockey, you get a fight two minutes. Guys are in the penalty box. We're done. Maybe there should be a fight penalty box. I don't know how that would work, but Jason's going to come in here in the next few minutes and tell us about it. And later on, we'll hear from Coach Megan Smith-Lyon as the Thundering Herd getting set for the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. They're the two seed, so they get a bye. It's a single elimination tournament, so we'll talk about all of that. And we'll get your text in, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Monday, May 8th edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We want to welcome back to the program now from MRN Radio and your Big Buck Country 101.5, Jason Toy. So let me frame this again. I'm getting the text, Jason. Like, did you see what Jason did? What happened? I'm like, no, what did Jason do? Jason's interviewing Ross Chastain and then... He got into a fight. I'm like, wait a minute. Jason got into a fight with a racer? And I'm thinking, what did he say to you? (laughs) That wasn't the case. You were in the middle of it. So let's set this up. First of all, uh, you're at the Kansas Speedway. Yeah. It's the uh, Advent Health 400. It's cup race. Mm -hmm. And you know how those guys, uh, they get, you know, they're rubbing and scratching for every piece of real estate they can on the track. Well, and you add to it, it was 90, what, 91 degrees ambient temperature, which made it inside the race car about 120 to 130. So made it a little bit, it was a little hot under the collar for a lot of these guys. (laughs) So after the race, you're talking to, to Ross. Yes. Okay, so let's let's set it up here. Um, well, let's go back a little bit. Okay, you want to so, go back a little go bit? Go back okay. a little bit. So in the race, um, running for uh, position, uh, they were coming off of turn number four together, and I say Ross and Noah Gregson, who drives for Legacy Motor Club, which is um, the team that is owned by uh, Richard Petty, Maury Gallagher, Jimmy Johnson. And um, he was on the outside towards the wall. Ross was on the inside, and Ross – the car got when you have the arrow on those cars when you get them that close together it'll take the arrow off one and tighten up the other right so it got the car tight and drifted up a little bit and forced noah up towards the outside wall um when you look at the replay that it wasn't a big touch at all it's almost like noah pun i thought pulled the wheel a little bit but hey i'm just on the outside looking in and um and two couple laps later it uh, cut down a tire well, right after he made the contact with the wall, he tried to, to come back down on him. Didn't work. Later on in the race, he tried to Noah tried to take out Ross again later on uh, when the leaders were passing him, and didn't work out there either. So after the race, we're down here talking. Ross finished up in the top five, finished up fifth, and we uh, were sitting there chit-chatting like always, and we kind of knew something was going to happen <laughs> because uh, we are uh, – one of our lead anchors upstairs, Alex Hayden, said, I'm going to put binoculars on Noah Gregson and see what's going to happen. And sure enough, Noah stammered on down there, and he went over to talk to um, to Ross Chastain. And um, now, granted, Ross has had his share of criticism from driving. You know, Ross does not is not a bad driver. He's a very good driver. Some, some say he's a little overzealous sometimes, and that's what happens. Uh, but nevertheless, um, he came down. Ross and I start talking. He said, excuse me one second and he stepped away and while we we're on the air and 
stepped over and Noah came up and came up to talk. And then about, yeah, about 10, 15 seconds into it, Noah decides to grab the driver's suit of Ross. And Ross said, no, stop. Said stop three times. And Ross was smart in one thing. He took, <laughs> he took his other hand. So if he's looking at him, he took his left hand and put it down on the wrist of the right hand of Noah Gregson. So basically held his, his dominant hand down. And when he told him the third time to stop, he didn't. Ross just took back that right hand and hooked him right across the jaw and uh, kind of skirmished around there a little bit. Uh, I got, uh, you know, I'm, I, I don't get pushed around a lot because of my size, obviously. Right, yeah, you're but, a former football player, yeah, man. But, but you got even tight still, Even still, I had a low center of gravity. So, um, And one of the uh, uh, security officials for NASCAR, he was behind me and had to get around me pretty quick. And when he did, he kind of he bumped into my, my belt pack, which has our mics and stuff into it. And I had to reset it, so it kind of was taking me on and off the air. So folks <laughs> thought for a little bit that I was involved in the, in the fight. Uh, but... Hey, you know what? I, I it's not my fight. Let you guys go at it. I'll just commentate on it and tell folks about it, and that's what we did. And uh, it was a hard punch that Ross threw. You could actually hear it through my microphone. You could hear it on some of the video stuff out there too. And um, so after you know they got them all separated, they gave Ross a second to calm down, and he and I chatted and like talked about the race. And I said I, I asked him just as I should. I said, all right, do you want to comment on? Um, you know what happened with you and and Noah and out there and he said that I just said they said unfortunately no comment right now so no comment yeah that's right and, and that's fine you know you don't want to push it and, and 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 I respect Ross enough he respects me enough that we're not gonna I'm not gonna do that to him and uh, so I asked him the question about it and that's what was response but we documented what happened so that's what it is and you know folks will will say that this is what NASCAR used to be you know this is what we haven't seen in a long time and. Uh, Nowadays, anybody that jaws or talks or anything like that or has a disagreement, they do it on social media. And this is the old school of, you know, coming down and talking about it. And, you know, and you would push that line, you get pushed back. So that was the thing. So and uh, that's where we stand right now. But now we go to Darlington this weekend, which will be a whole lot of fun. And um, we'll see what happens on this track because <laughs> I got I got to feel Noah's team's not running the, the best. So at some point he'll probably get lapped, and that one car will try to go around him, and we'll see what happens. So, what's NASCAR going to do? NASCAR uh, not going to do a thing. Not going to do a thing. They, 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 well, they'll bring him in and slap them both on the wrist, you know, just because they, you know, save face. But it's too good. I mean, look, they're trending. I mean, they, if you look at everything based on social media and other things as well, clicks, they are trending right now with the video of it i mean they they they, like, they won't say oh we love it we want to see more of this but they're they're loving it i mean they they love it period so what do you think should be done nothing you, you agree you agree, agree, agree completely agree. nothing I, let let them go let them go as long as it's not they're not hurting people putting pe- getting people hurt on the racetrack you know uh bubba wallace got a little upset with uh with noah on that last time he tried to take ross out because ross and bubba were racing with each other he and Bubba, you know, didn't like hit Ross or not Ross. Did not like with Noah trying to take him out because it would have affected Bubba too. So, yeah, um, long as it doesn't affect the the outcome of the race or anything like that. And, you know, a lot of people were talking about the finish of the race last night with Denny Hamlin and uh, Kyle Larson getting together, coming off a of turn two, and Larson got turned into the wall, and uh, Hamlin went on to win the race. But you know, uh, the uh, Larson car checked up a little bit. You know, Denny had a full speed, ran in the back of him, put him in the wall. So that's what you have. That's what NASCAR NASCAR used to be. And um, 
slowly, I think, getting back to there a little bit now. So uh, it was good to, good to have that. I only had two cuss words dropped on the air yesterday, so okay. that, that was good. And we caught them, I hope. Well, <laughs> we apologize for him. We apologize. Okay. <laughs> we apologize for him because, uh, yeah, we had the one, uh, one with uh, when they talked to Noah afterwards, and then I had one with uh, with Kyle Bush earlier in the day. So, you want to see more of this? You want to see every week? You know, people have to tune in, hear what you're saying, with what's happening on the telecast, because yeah, yeah, you might see some 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 hands thrown. You, you want to see more of this? I mean, I, I want to see the emotion. I mean, I don't think it just needs to be a fight deal. It doesn't need to be like rough and rowdy, you know, like we got coming up here on Friday night. Uh, but I, I like the emotions part of it. I think that's part of racing. It's part of sports in general, period. I mean, we see it in anything. Hockey. You know, what's hockey folks fans like to have? They hey, we love got to see two minutes fights. in the box. We're done. Yeah. They love seeing, love seeing the fights. Four you know? minutes if you were if really If you're bad. a major. Yeah. yeah. Five minutes and you're gone if it was uh, over if the you line. Use the, if you use a stick. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, we got rules for this. Well, it's like, you know, it's like I, I made the analogy. I said, just let them go like hockey. You know, let them go at it. And the first one to hit the ground, then you call it off. You know, so... It uh, it was it was good. As long as it doesn't affect the the racing, you know, in the aspect that uh, you take you go up and take somebody out and take out three quarters of the field, or you take somebody out that was a innocent bystander that's just running for a win or something like that. That's then there then that's when it has to be something done about it. So as long as we keep this off the track, and, you know, and you know we we keep it within reason and, and pit row, well, we might see more of this if NASCAR is not going to do anything but slap a slap a wrist. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like hockey, you know, because they use hockey. As an yeah, example. and it's in hockey, it's used as a tool. It, yeah. I don't think a lot of people understand that fighting sometimes is used as a tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, if uh, your your tough guy is going over roughing up my superstar who's not going to drop the gloves, I'm going to send over my tough guy and have a little conversation with him. And if, they, if a team wants to go, I've got a guy we can go. If a team <laughs> wants to play physical, that's one thing. But it's used yeah. as a tool. And on the racetrack, you know, obviously the track itself, you don't want to use it as a tool. No, no, no. And yeah. it's, it's, like I said, this creates uh, drama, creates excitement. NASCAR is, um, you know, loving it. And who's the biggest one that's been sharing the video the most? MRN Radio no, NASCAR, no, right? NASCAR, not MRN. Not NASCAR. MRN? Not MRN. Okay, uh, you NASCAR guys, has you been guys, sharing. Um, yeah, do we have a – is there any audio of this? One? I'm sure there is. They're probably okay. editing it today. You know. Okay, so uh, we'll get it eventually. Yeah, eventually. Now somebody did put out. Uh, they had a microphone on one of them. I want to say uh, Noah or somebody had a mic close by, so you could actually. There's a video out there where you can hear them talking, and um, and then you can hear the the thud of the punch. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like it's like that old saying about this, just two two hits, one me hitting you, you hitting the ground. You know that type of thing. So. Jason Toys with us and not involved in the fight whatsoever. I mean, I, although I'm in the video, the I'm not, video. I'm, I mean, I, I saw you wisely get back. Well, I, I took a step back for a second, honestly, to get out of the way of the security guy because yep. those guys are great guys, former uh, former police and military guys. They're all, they're great and they always take care of us there. So I stay out and let them do their deal. So yeah, we 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 always bow out of that. They take care of us. So you know what? I'm not going to impede what you're doing. <laughs> How much buzz are you getting off this? Come on, you got something. No, this, I, mean, right? I just had uh, pe- people ask me. I had, had fo- a couple of folks text me last night um, from the industry that were going, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, why would I be all right?" And so, well, they said the radio guy got knocked, got involved in the fight and knocked down. I'm like, no, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take one of the race cars to knock me down. These little guys aren't going to knock me down. But no, I wouldn't. It was, and the problem was, was it had compounded on it because when I got hit in my my equipment pack, 
it started making me cut off the air, you know, so you could just hear like every other word from me. So it sounded like I was involved in it. So uh, in all actuality, I had to reset everything and, and, and go back and finish. But uh, which was great, you know, because like I said, Ross and I talked afterwards and, you know, he's like I said, we have great respect for one another. And um, and uh, because, you know, it's a lot of these my I'm at the point in my career with NASCAR that I've been around long enough that I've been there. You know, before some of these kids were even born, which is one thing that really floored me. yourself. Yeah, it's me a big time. And then, but I've been here when these get these guys have come into the series, and now are on the back end of their careers. You know, like a I'd say like a Kevin Harvick. You know, I've known Kevin since he ran the West Series and then evolved into the trucks, and now he's this is his final season. You know, uh, uh, Brad Keselowski and I were talking yesterday. Because Brad just got named to the list of the 75 greatest drivers, and I congratulated him on that and talked about it. And I said, man, we're getting old because I remember when it really kind of got going for you because he got a chance to substitute drive a truck uh, at the Memphis uh, uh, Motorsports Park when uh, the NASCAR veteran Ted Musgrave was suspended for a race. So Brad got a chance to drive, and he did so well there. Turned the page, got him a job with Dale Jr., and just proceeded on from there. And he's a champion. He's a car owner now and all that. So... We were just we were reminiscing about that. It's like, yeah, we're definitely getting old in this series. So. Yes, you are. Just what's going to really age me is coming up this weekend when we go, we go to Darlington, and it's always a throwback weekend when we go to Darlington the first time in May, uh, meaning you, all the race cars um, in the trucks, the Xfinity and the Cup cars. A lot of them will do throwback paint schemes to to either a some of their idols. Uh, some of the guys are doing, you know, things from their dad's race car. So it looks like their dad's old race car and stuff like that, which is, is really, really neat. Plus, we're going to honor the 75 greatest drivers. So they're going to announce the final four this week. The last one will be coming up on Friday. But we're going to announce all, you know, we'll have the rest of the 75 uh, to celebrate the 75th year for NASCAR. So we're, And they're going to do a big deal. They're all going to be there. The, the, the ones that can be there are going to be there. The ones that are still alive are going to be there, obviously. Uh, so it'd be good to catch up with some of these guys I haven't seen in a long time too. So that's going to be a fun weekend. Jason Toy is with us. Here's how I found out about all of this. And I'm going to read it verbatim. I'm not going to tell you who who sent this to me, but you know. Um, hey, did again personal text. Hey, did you listen to the race and did you see the fight at the end? Jason was interviewing Ross Chastain and suddenly they got into it. My reply was no. Jason's talking to him, and all of a sudden, Jason says, hold on, wait a minute, and they're fighting. <laughs> and then I get cut out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're fighting. I'm sitting there going, Jason's getting into a fight. I was scrambling to, you know, to, to see the fight because I was worried for the racer. <laughs> yeah. I was worried for this guy. I, I'm not I'm worried thinking, about me. I mean, I'll come on. Right. You're, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, he's race size. You're I'd football be, size. Be, I, I'm, I would never be worried about the drivers. I'd be worried about the crew because the crew guys are all former football players. Oh, yeah, they would jump right in. Yeah, yeah. Those, those guys, so – no, nah, everybody just just let him go. Let him do what. It, like I said, I I agree. I, if you, I like the emotion. Uh, don't get stupid with it. You know, don't don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt anybody else. Don't get stupid. But show your emotions. You need to. That's one thing folks have said that this sport has been lacking. Obviously, since uh, you know back in the days of Earnhardt and everybody else, it was a common theme to, for folks to express themselves and stuff like that. And now uh, we've seen it over the years, and we've seen Jeff Gordon do a couple of times, and. Um, you know, Clint Boyer and some of the other ones fight. Tony Stewart, obviously, fighting. Um, we've seen Kyle Busch do, do some fighting stuff. It's part of the emotions that go into these guys. Every time you go on the racetrack, you've got 36 drivers, and all of them want to win. I mean, they're they're all competitors. They want to be that first in that, you know, because 
you know, it's the old Ricky Bobby deal. You're either first or you're last, you know. <laughs> you you only go first, and after that, there's nobody else. So He said a lot of other things I can't quote. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> Jason Toys with this MRN Radio. Um, I can't wait tomorrow to tune into your brand-new morning show on Big Hawk Country <laughs> yeah. 101.5. I'm looking forward to that. Congratulations. Yeah, on, thanks. Uh, on, I'm going to make, your, it, make it up in time. On your big win <laughs> for, uh, for best morning show on Big Buck Country. Uh, that's an inside joke because, um, let's just say, the morning show on Big Buck Country won an award over the weekend. Jason's name was on the trophy. We're all like, Jason's what? not up at that time of morning. <laughs> so uh, congratulations yeah. for your station and personally for uh, being awarded for the WVBA Excellence in Broadcasting Best Play-by-Play Award for 2023 for your work on Cabell Midland High School. Yeah, myself, uh, uh, Chris Tatum with us, uh, Lil Austin, who's our producer uh, throughout the season too, and, you know, uh, Kent Bryson, who's done games with us over there on Cabell, on Cabell Midland, and I'm not here too. So, yeah, that was truly a group effort in that one. Uh, I appreciate uh, appreciate those guys and jumping on with us and doing what we can. It's just a, you know how it is for me. It's, it doesn't matter. I get a chance. I'm blessed enough to be able. I get to travel around and do do NASCAR things and do stuff on a national scale. But I still nothing better than doing a high school football Friday night. I love I love what you get in a high school football game and. I love the crowds, and I, I'm already looking forward to this year. I mean, I've, I've, been, I've been eyeballing the schedule, been laying it out. I'm going, okay, I'm good here, I'm good here, I'm good here. And then, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it this year. It's always a lot of fun. Jason Toy with us. All right, buddy, uh, thanks for doing it. Um, don't forget, we're going to have a lot of m- emotion here at the radio station now. <laughs> so you're all you're down for it. We're going to have go. a lot of more emotion. Like I said, let's make it like hockey. You can go at it until somebody hits the floor, and then once you do, you jump in and stop it. Okay, I'm. you know what? I'm down with that. Let's go right now. I'm serious. Let's go. I, I, I'm here for that. They should do that. They should do that at Marshall, too. So my penalty would be two minutes? Two minutes. In there the you box? Go. There you go. Oh, Four okay. minutes if you bite. Really? <laughs> Watch out, management. Let's get the – let's get uh, – I want to see it in college athletics too. Let's go. I like it. Watch yeah. out, management. You know what? I'm going to be in trouble tomorrow. <laughs> nah, this. you're good. Yeah, you're I good. don't know, Mike. I mean, I don't know. Mike's Mike, like, no, Paul, you can't do hockey fights at the radio station. Hey, you know, one thing I do want, I do want to say that that was pretty cool. I, I didn't get to go because, I mean, it's like when they came to town here a couple of weeks ago, nobody can get a ticket unless you're on, you made it through the list or whatever. Uh, you know, we had the Savannah Bananas up there in Charleston at the, yeah. uh, the ballpark. They did a couple of nights there. Uh, they there is a baseball stadium right outside the the the, uh, the NASCAR track at, at Kansas. So it, when I first went to the Kansas Speedway on the opening day, it was 2001. This was a track that was built with only two things around it. It was like you know it's an old corn the old farm field, right? They built a racetrack, beautiful facility. Uh, outside of it was a Great Wolf Lodge and a furniture and a furniture distribution plant. Now it's an entire city. You know, it's the old, you build it, they will come. That's what's happened out there. But they have a baseball stadium right next to the uh, Kansas City FC Stadium, too, where they played the Division Three championship, you know, for football there, too. They had this really beautiful stadium. Uh, it's the uh, Kansas City Legends is what the name of the team is. But they played and they host the Savannah ba- uh, Bananas on Friday night. You talk about a zoo around outside of that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's nuts, isn't oh. it? And a lot of some of the guys from the from the speedway, from the, some of the drivers went over. Uh, I know Fox did a deal there with um, uh, with some of the things. Austin Dillon actually threw out the first banana 
uh, <laughs> and actually did a perfect strike. But the folks uh, don't forget or don't remember a lot of times that Austin Dillon played in the Little League World Series. I mean, he, his team won the Little League World Series, so he was he, he threw the ball pretty well. He threw the banana right down the middle, of the right down the alley. So he did a good job. Jason Toy with us. Thanks, yes. man. Congratulations again, and uh, thanks for doing it. All right, buddy. More coming up. It's Drive ESPN ninety four point one and AM nine thirty. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Monday, May 8th edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. we got to address a couple things that are happening as we speak. First of all, there was a few reports coming out that have now been confirmed that West Virginia University basketball coach Bob Huggins has used a homophobic slur on a radio station in Cincinnati and WVU basketball has released a statement and this is directly from Bob Huggins and it has been released through West Virginia University and the statement reads earlier today on a Cincinnati radio program I was asked about the rivalry between my former employer the University of Cincinnati and its crosstown rival Xavier University during the conversation I used a completely insensitive an abhorrent phrase that there is simply no excuse for, and I won't try to make one here. I deeply apologize to the individuals I have offended, as well as to the Xavier University community, the University of Cincinnati and West Virginia University. As I have shared with my players over my 40 years of coaching, there are consequences for our words and actions, and I will fully accept any coming my way. I am ashamed and embarrassed and heartbroken for those I have hurt, I must do better, and I will, and sign Bob Huggins. So Bob Huggins releasing a statement through West Virginia University, and it'll be uh, interesting to see now uh, what, if any, repercussions will come the head coach's way. Bob Huggins, of course, uh, a beloved figure in the state of West Virginia and when he was the head coach at Cincinnati was beloved there as well and um, I heard the statement just a few minutes ago I won't play it here but um, it's definitely uh, something that um, he's going to have to uh, probably um, it was in conversation I, I don't care if it was glib or not it was just something that uh, it, it, he made a, he made a huge mistake Unfortunately, he made a huge mistake, and uh, now he's released a statement to apologize, and uh, we'll see what happens next. The other issue on social media, and I've asked for confirmation. I don't know if I'm going to get it, but uh, there are lots of reports now on social media that Andrew Taylor has entered the transfer portal. And again, uh, several statements uh, on social media uh, I have not seen anything to fully confirm those reports, but I do want to address and acknowledge that uh, there are uh, reports on social media uh, indicating that uh, Andrew Taylor has, in fact, entered the transfer portal, uh, even from a couple of services that follow the transfer portal news and information. Uh, again, uh, nothing has come official from Marshall University. I have not seen an official statement from Andrew Taylor as of yet on social media platforms. So 
usually we go if it's um, if it's not official until it's official, but um, it's out there right now that uh, Andrew Taylor has entered the transfer portal. There were a lot of rumors uh, leading up to uh, today uh, over the weekend, and and there's a lot of rumors about name, image, and likeness. I don't know all the details, and I, I don't want to hazard a guess. I can infer a few things. I can possibly come to my own conclusions, but again, yeah, until he makes the uh, the announcement uh, why he's leaving. But here's the here's the bigger story now, uh, with everyone on social media having an instant response to everything. Uh, people do get upset sometimes when things happen on social media, yeah, and. There will be people, and there are now, that are upset with Andrew, and there are others who um, will understand completely for whatever his reasons are. Uh, it's going to be interesting to follow this because, again, when a new player comes to Marshall, it's wide open arms. You welcome them in. Yeah, welcome to the herd. And when a Marshall player decides to enter the transfer portal, probably for the same reasons that a player coming in has left their school, it's, you don't want anything to do with that player anymore. And I get the emotion and I get the understanding. Um, Andrew entering as a grad transfer, uh, as uh, reports are indicating. When we continue, I've got Coach Megan Smith-Lyon. We want to get her comments before uh, the show's over. We'll get your text in, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. While we're in the break, we've got some confirmation on Andrew Taylor. Uh, This is per Keith Morehouse. He has spoken with Dan D'Antoni. And according to Keith Morehouse from WSAZ, Dan D'Antoni has confirmed that Andrew Taylor has entered the transfer portal. So what does Marshall do now? He's going to be a a huge hole to fill when it comes to what he brings to the Thundering Herd. Text line 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Again, uh, this is uh, just a few moments ago. Uh, Marshall coach Dan D'Antoni confirming to WSAZ's Keith Morehouse that Andrew Taylor has entered the transfer portal. What does this mean now for Marshall basketball? Um, while we're uh, trying to process that over the next couple of days, uh, I did get a chance earlier not to really throw a curveball here, but uh, to talk to Megan Smith-Lyon earlier today. Uh, as uh, her team is getting set, they were, were on the bus uh, a little bit after we talked to them this morning to head off to head to the Sun Belt Conference tournament. And I know that that might right now pale in comparison to the two things that have happened um, almost on top of each other with Bob Huggins, uh, with his admission that he has made a mistake and a homophobic slur on a Cincinnati radio station, and then with Andrew Taylor entering the transfer portal. So uh, we will... We'll hear just a couple of comments from Megan here in just a moment. We'll hear the rest tomorrow. But how are we processing all of this right now? You know, first of all, a beloved figure in West Virginia University basketball history. You know, someone who has meant a lot to so many people in the Mountain State. Uh, he was a, a fan favorite, Cincinnati as well. And he goes on 
And in regard to referencing Xavier fans, he uses a homophobic statement, and now he apologizes. And then on top of that, Marshall losing the services of Andrew Taylor. So you 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 you've basically off that team lost the freshman of the year in the Sun Belt with Micah Han Logan. You have lost the player of the year in Tavion Kinsey due to graduation. He's out of eligibility. He's going to work now to get into the NBA. And now you lose Andrew Taylor, who was a first-teamer and also a key part of that team. So you lose your big three all of a sudden. How does Marshall basketball respond? Will Marshall be using the transfer portal heavily? Will Marshall be more aggressive? Will Dan D'Antoni and the coaching staff, you know, will they be a little bit more proactive in trying to find someone out of the portal that can maybe compensate for the loss of Andrew Taylor? And honestly, how do you prevent things like this from happening in the future? If you are a program like Marshall University and you have a, a really good standout player like a Micah Han Logden or Andrew Taylor, and if there are bigger opportunities – with name, image, and likeness, or a bigger school. And not even the school. It's not as if the schools are coming directly recruiting your players. It's there are opportunities out there with name, image, and likeness. And so you're going to listen to those opportunities, and you're going to put yourself in the transfer portal. And some players are disgruntled, and they want to look for a, a fresh new location. For other players... They're leaving, they're putting themselves in the transfer portal because they know they're going somewhere. And I'm not saying that's the case here, but what it is doing is every year it's going to be a new team. What has happened is it's going to be a new team. And I don't think that that was the intent of name, image, and likeness. Uh, From Twitter, Patrick says, well, the men's team is in full-on rebuild mode now. Disappointing, but that's life now in major college athletics. Uh, on the um, on the text line, somebody says that Huggins is, you know, we're, we're going back. We had both of these things hit us. Uh, text line, Huggins is a beloved figure throughout the state except for um, the little corner that doesn't give about WVU. Yeah, I get that. Uh, Texter uh, has, a, has a rumor. Again, I'm qualifying this. This is a rumor per our text line that Andy's uh, – the rumors are Old Miss. He's going to Old Miss. So yeah, we'll keep an eye on that if the rumor is true. And, again, I'm going to qualify that by saying it is a rumor at this point. Uh, it's not official until it's official. And uh, with Keith confirming with Dan D'Antoni that Andrew Taylor is in the transfer portal, um, that's as official as it's going to get as far as that's concerned. So, uh we got a lot of process. Tomorrow is going to probably be a therapy session for the show. So um, we'll have some time to try to process this, and we'll see how quickly Andrew is in the transfer portal before another team comes along and he, he joins that squad. And we'll also maybe know a little bit more about what happened to Bob Huggins. You know, what's going to, what's going to be the, the outcome here? You know, do I think he's going to lose his job? Probably not. Do I think he's going to have to uh, make amends somehow? Probably. Is he fully remorseful? Maybe. Probably. But, again, 
it's not a good sports day for those in the state of West Virginia. And I know I did promise um, Megan Smith Lyon her comments. Uh, I will just say this: uh, we'll hear a couple of those right now, as um, we got a lot of process for today and tomorrow. The first cut from Coach is her expressing her satisfaction with the season finish, but she also mentions that the team's focus is now on the Sun Belt Conference tournament. You know, we're really excited about how we uh, finished our season this past weekend at Georgia Southern. Um, had a strong regular season, and now we're ready to go for postseason. Uh, getting ready to go to Louisiana. Our players are, are really focused and, and determined to go down there and, um, you know, continue the momentum that we had this past weekend at Statesboro. I also asked her if she liked the new format, and she, she does. She shared her excitement about the new single elimination format that her team will experience for the first time this postseason. I actually like it. Yeah, we're at the end of the season, so you know, there's a we're a little bit tired, right? And every team is. So now, you know, we're one game a day, which is great. You get to lock in and focus on that one game. Um, we've got Cindy Nestor, so we got a chance. So she's going to be able to throw one game a day, and uh, I think it's going to help us. And finally, Coach said that the um, the loss against Texas State. She reflected on this. She, she talked about how the team bounced back by sweeping Georgia Southern over the weekend, and that really helped giving the team some momentum heading into the upcoming tournament. Absolutely. You know, the Texas State series was tough. Um, it, we, it didn't sit well with us, you know, and we wanted to bounce back at uh, Georgia Southern. And I was really proud of our team for doing so. I felt like we uh, came out and we were more focused offensively. Um, I think we worked through some things this past weekend uh, to kind of lay the foundation for going into conference tournament. That is Megan Smith-Lyon. We'll hear more from her tomorrow as the Thundering Herd, the number two seed, and we'll have a first-round bye that's going to be helpful. We'll get your text in tomorrow. We're about out of time, but you can find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. And again, the um, the big stories that are happening, Andrew Taylor, uh, which has been confirmed by Keith Morehouse of WSAZ. Andrew Taylor is in the transfer portal and the other story today is Bob Huggins earlier today on a Cincinnati radio program. He, after being asked about his um, his time there and the rivalry between Xavier and Cincinnati, he made a homophobic slur. And he has since released a statement to express his regret and remorse and um, to understand that there will be consequences and that he is um, he is fully ready to accept any that come his way. And that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great rest of your night. I'll be back with you tomorrow here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Baseball's back in Charleston, and the Charleston Dirty Birds opening day is Tuesday, May 9th at 635 at Go Mark Ball.